All right. Well, happy weekend, everybody. I truly hope that you are doing good. You know, uh, as we continue in continuing this this season that we are in, I think about you often. Pray for you, and uh, really um, hoping and praying that all is well. Well, we are continuing and actually finishing our series today called "The Grass Is Green and the Future Is Bright." Do you believe it? Do you believe uh, that the grass is green and the future is bright? Well, I do. And I know that God's word actually tells us that God has good promises for us. He tells us that we have uh, much to look forward to as we continue to seek him and, and, and continue to follow him and be obedient to his plan and purposes for our life. But some of us, are we have a hard time with that because, well, we have dark days. We have difficult moments. We get a lot of bad news. That's why it's important for us to just take some time and to actually uh, to, to clear the stuff that gets into our minds and our hearts and to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. And, and we've been talking about that. You know, we've been talking about the importance of watching the horizon. Why? Because we have trouble here, right? If we keep our eyes fixed on the trouble, then all we'll think that all we'll ever get is the trouble, the, the challenges, the pain. But when we look to the horizon, we're reminded that God's in control. He's a sovereign God. And he's a mighty God. And we also talked about how it's important for us to remain rooted, to not continue to, to jump ship or think that the grass is green on the other side, but instead to, to plant ourselves, not necessarily geographically, but uh, actually plant ourselves uh, in Him, uh, in our relationship with Him. It's a, it's a spiritual rootedness, and oftentimes that means that we find physical rootedness in community, in family, in church. So it's important for us to do this, not to, not to find ourselves kind of in the rat race, scurrying back and forth. And today I'm going to talk about the importance of what our role is in uh, determining the future. You know, when God talks about the future, how we can have a prophetic insight, one of the greatest um, realizations of us having a prophetic insight is being a part of planting, a part of building, a part of uh, kingdom action. When we choose to be a part of it, we actually get to contribute and to be a part of what God is doing. And so we have to resist the temptation to sit back and cruise and kind of let others or let God do all the work. You ever see people doing that? Well, let's just see what happens. And there's no action. There's no work to be done. That, that's not our role. That's not what God has for us. But then there's others that sometimes feel like they need to kind of do all the work for God. And they just don't uh, trust that he actually has his hands on things, uh, on things. But neither is true. Actually, God has called us to be co-workers with him. We have a part to play. We have a role to play, and so does God. And so we need to figure out how to, together with God, partner with Him to be co-creators, co-builders, co-workers, be a part of the planting, the watering, and, and, and taking the obedient steps so that we can truly see and realize and, and be a part of an experience that the grass is green and the future is bright. And so we have to see sometimes where we need to water. You ever heard people say that you know the grass is green where you water it? There's something in truth about that, that we actually have to, to uh, take part in it. We have a role to play. We have work to, to be done. And, and the future is bright. Well, the future is bright. And we can experience the future being bright when we take uh, steps of obedience towards the plan that God has for us. And so, yeah, it is true that the best way that we can determine the future, that we can predict the future, is to be a part of building and creating what God would have us do. Yeah, you've ever seen a vineyard that looks beautiful? Somebody had to actually plant that vineyard. You ever see a house that's wonderful and beautiful? Somebody actually had to have the idea to, 
to plant it and do that work. And the same is true of the kingdom of God that we have to be a part of or need to be a part of the planting and the building so that God will do his part, which is the growing. Where do I get this from? Well, in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 6 through 9, it actually lays this out pretty clearly. It says this, and Paul is saying this. He says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters really is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters will really have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's building. You know what that means? We have a role to play. We work with others. We, 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 we get to contribute. We get to contribute with the grass becoming green. We get to contribute to the future being bright. We get to be a part of it. And so we don't want to just sit back and see what happens. We, we, neither do we, do we need to kind of uh, run ahead of God. We need to work together as co-laborers, and we need to work with not only one another, but also to be working with God. Because it is true. The grass is green. The future is bright. The God, God has a great plan. He has great things in store for us. And so we need to be a part of the process, taking obedient steps every single day with the Lord. And we have to trust this, that our work will not be in vain, that God does actually takes our work he, he, he puts his effort to it. He, he grows things, and we can see results from God's work. Maybe not the way we thought, maybe not, with, uh, it, maybe not in the time frame that we thought, but in God's due time. And so we have to realize that we have a role to play, and some of us, we might be planters, others might be waterers, others might be workers in the harvest, but one thing is certainly not your role, is to be a bench-warming critic. You ever met somebody who's just kind of a bench-warming critic? They don't really do anything. They just kind of tell other people how they should do it. That's no, there is no role in the kingdom of God. I looked at all, all of God's, uh, God's word, and it talks about different roles we can play. There is not a role listed called the bench-warming critic. Why? That really causes more damage than help anyway. So we all have to kind of uncover and discover who God has made us to be and what role we can play. Because in some way, God has designed us to be a blessing to someone, to contribute in some way, to be in some way a part of the process of the building and the growing. So my question to you today is, how will you contribute to the kingdom of God? Right now, going into this next season, how will you contribute this next week, this next month, over this next year? Because it is work. Did you know that? The work of God is actually work. You know, like the work of farming is very similar to the work of God. There's a, a parallel, or it's, it's been used as kind of an illustration often how farmers' work is similar to uh, the, the harvest or the, the work of God that we, we all do. But if you've ever seen uh, farmers' work, you've been on a farm, man, it's, it's hard work. It's roll up your sleeve, get your hands dirty kind of stuff. And so the question is, we have to continue to figure out, okay, what would God have us do? What's, what's God's place in it? Because we don't want to ever neglect our job. If you ever see people out on a farm or contributing to different things, one person who just neglects their job, it kind of causes all things to kind of go awry or not work out. And so all of us have a role to play. All of us have a job. And it's important for us to not compare ourselves with others. Like that's what was happening in this situation with Apollos and Paul. Some people are giving too much credit to Apollos. Others are giving too much credit to Paul. And Paul was saying, you know what? Neither one of us really get the credit. We're just getting to be able to be co-workers, playing a role really in the same work with the same purpose. But really, it is God who does the real work, the transformational work. 
And so we have to find our, our role in the kingdom of God that we get to be welcomed and invited to be in the process, in the, the, the planting or the watering or the harvesting. We all get to be a part of it, invited to the, into the process of the work of the kingdom of God. And so we have to do something, some things. We have to, 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 to choose to be a part of it. It's not to sit back. It's not to, to allow other people to have all the fun of the work, but we all, we all have to get involved. And so the first thing I wanted to mention is this, is that we all have to commit to the work of the Lord. All of us, you have to commit to it. Luke 9, uh, verse 62 says this, Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. You know what that's saying? All of us need to commit to the work of the work of the Lord and not even hesitate, not even uh, to say, "Oh, maybe I should go, you know, go and do something else." Not, you know, not uh, think, "Oh, maybe I, I shouldn't have done this in the first place." Or, or there should, we have to really kind of work out any type of hesitation, distraction in our hearts. Lots of people talked about in, in God's word in the, in the Bible where they 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 uh, were thinking about getting involved in the work of God, but then they had these things, they, this distractions stuff of life kept them away from it and and jesus is saying no if you, we all need to put our hands to the plow all of us need to roll up our sleeves and be about the work of the kingdom of god because i believe that the kingdom of uh, uh, the kingdom work uh, for us it is work it is roll up our sleeves time but guess what it seems like there's not a ton of people out there being a part of the kingdom work even matthew 937 talks about this it says the harvest is great but the workers are few. And so he actually then goes on. The next verse says, Then ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. You know what that means? A lot of times the work is greater than we have enough workers. You ever been in a situation like that? It's like, man, I could sure use a couple people alongside me to help me. I know I have. A lot of times I've asked, God, help me. Send workers. Send helpers. And so for me, I don't want to be a part of the reason that the that little kingdom work gets done. You know, we are a, a, a generation, we are a group of people that are, are a part of this, are in this together, you know, and at the end of this, we, you know, I don't want to kind of be one of the reasons that we say, you know what, we got little kingdom work done in our time, our section of time. I don't want to be a part of the reason that that, that little got done. But instead, I want to be able to be a contributor. I want to be a part of uh, of God's work during my season here on earth. And so for me and for you, I want to encourage all of us to answer the call to be a part of the work that needs to be done, to pray to the Lord of har- to the Lord of the harvest. Lord, send workers, send helpers, let's do it together. And more hands make work light, something like that. It's, it's, and it's so much more fun when we all get in and we invest in the work together. And the truth is, is that in the same way that all of us have received blessings in our life, most likely the house that you live in, you didn't build with your hands. Most likely all the things that you have in your life, uh, in some way someone has blessed you and have get, has given to you so that you have. So all of us have received blessings that we didn't necessarily work for. And in the same way, we all have inherited messes that we didn't create. Isn't that true? So I guess what I'm trying to say is that part of the work of the kingdom of God is stewarding the blessings that we've been giving given, and also cleaning up the messes that we didn't create. That's a part of what God's work is for us to do. So it's to steward the blessings as well as clean up messes. I didn't make the mess, but I'm going to take ownership and I'm going to do the work. You know, for me, I want to have my hands to the plow. I want to be a part 
of the work of the Lord. You know, some people might say, well, you know, what if Jesus comes back tomorrow? Well, if he does come back tomorrow, I want him to take me while my hands are to the plow, while I'm doing the work of God. You know, I, I remembered uh, some time back when I was uh, young, I had just graduated from high school within about the, a year of graduating from high school. I had gotten a job, a construction company, it was a uh, Christian construction company. They were actually raising money, using some of the money that they would gain to kind of send people off to, onto the mission field. It was really cool. But they had hired me to dig a ditch. And that was it, was to, to dig a ditch. And so what they would do is they said, okay, no, I want you, we want you to meet at this place at this certain time. There's a, a place in the backyard we want you to dig the ditch. Well, I started digging the ditch, digging the ditch. Well, I, I didn't have anybody there uh, watching me. I had no manager, no supervisor. I was just to dig the ditch. Well, what, what happened was about maybe the second day of me digging the ditch, uh, my supervisor actually showed up, but he showed up by pe uh, peeking over the fence to see if I was working. And there I was working, and he kind of like, you know, hollered at me and scared me. But you know, I feel like that sometimes what the Lord does is that he actually calls us to work. He actually calls us to ministry. But what he does, and he, he comes to check on us to see if we're about his work, to see if we're actually uh, stewarding the work and the project that he has given us. 2 Corinthians 6.1 says this, As God's co-workers, which we are, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. What that basically means is that he's given us grace, he's given us mercy, but not just to hold it to ourselves, but to actually use it for his purposes, to bless others, to do the work that he's assigned for us to do. God has given us grace for a purpose, to do something. He has given us grace so that we can be a blessing to people around us. We are created for good work. Did you realize that? We're not just created to just receive grace from God and just kind of sit back and relax, but actually he's created us to do his will, his work. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That means this, we are created in God's image to do his will and work. There's action to it. There's work to do it. Sometimes it's roll up your sleeves, get sweaty, get a little bit dirty kind of work. But whatever it is, you have to realize that each one of us have been created to do the work of the Lord, to do the will of the Father. Each one of us has. So we have to realize that, that it is work, but it's a blessing. We get to be co-workers with God, doing his work, doing kingdom work in this time, in this season, in this generation that we're in. And so then we, number two, we have to, uh, we have to be willing to do our part or play your part. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6 says this, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. You know what that means? Is that each one of us have different parts to play. Each one of us have different uh, gifts, different talents, different experiences that we bring to the table, but we have all the same supervisor, the same overseer, the same one who has that has has a vision. So all of us get to be a part of the kingdom and to play some type of role. All of us do, because no matter what it is, it's the work of the Lord. It's the work of the kingdom of God. Whether you're a seed thrower, a water person, a harvester, it doesn't matter. We're all a part of the same work with the same boss, which is God. So my question to, to you is this, what role can you play in the work of the kingdom of God in this next season, in our generation? You see, we all bring something different to the table. Isn't that true? We're all unique. We have different talents. We have different gifts. 
we have different experiences, and we all have a role to play. But my encouragement is this, do something. Don't ever just uh, sit back and become a bench-warming critic. Always ask the question, how can I help? How can I be a part? Ask that question to the Lord. Lord, what role can I play? What would you have me to do? How can, in some way, I be a contributor to the kingdom of God? You know, I've met people uh, in different situations and different circumstances. And we'll just say I've even met folks like this in church that will come up to me as the pastor and will say, hey, I have a specific role. I have a specific gift or expertise that I can bring uh, to the church. You know, and they, they describe it to me and it sounds like, wow, that's pretty uh, amazing. That's pretty um, uh, uh, kind of a high level. Uh, that's pretty unique. And my response to them is, well, when I, when I see that opportunity, you know, when I see that need, that specific uh, uh, need that you say that you can meet, I'll let you know. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we're, we're setting up chairs right now. Do you, do you want to set up chairs with us? I don't set up chairs. Okay. And other times I've, I've met people say, oh, I, I can do this. God's giving me this, this extra special uh, uh, spiritual gifting. Like This is like a, uh, a real unique gift. It's, it's real, um, it's, it, it, it's pretty up there. It's, it's pretty high level. They told me that they have this gift that God has given them. And I said, wow, that's, that's really wonderful. And again, I, if, when I see this, need that you're saying that you can meet or be, be a part of i'll let you know but you know in the meantime uh I, we're gonna go pick up some trash would you want to come with us to go pick up trash oh, i don't pick up trash you know it's interesting that somehow some way some folks when they find their they discover some of their gifts and their talents and the things they bring to the table somehow they've gotten to a place where they pigeonhole themselves so they'll only be able to do that one thing and what ends up happening, because they're only willing to do that one thing, it's kept him off of the playing field. It's kept him away from contributing in any way that they can. So my question is, is this, is yeah, you, you have your gift if you've discovered this gift, but you also have to keep a servant heart, which basically means, yeah, I have got this unique gift. God has gifted me in this way. I have some unique experiences. That's wonderful. When that time comes for you, use that. Like, let's do that. But in the meantime, keep a, a servant heart so that you're willing to do whatever is necessary in the work of the Lord, whatever's in front of you. You know, my uh, brother-in-law, uh, um, he actually gets to sometimes uh, do seasonal work harvesting uh, grain up in Canada. And, uh, you know, he, they, they, my family's from uh, Saskatchewan, and so that's really a big part of Saskatchewan is is uh, harvesting wheat and canola and things like that. And so I love hearing the stories after he's worked the harvest. And typically that working the harvest is only about maybe six weeks, maybe two months long. You know, I can't be, you know, for sure. But they have a certain amount of time where, you know, it, the harvest is ready to, to be harvested. And they're, they're trying to beat the clock of, of the winter months before the frost comes because then that would then destroy the flock. So what happens is it's just kind of this, um, you know, all hands on deck working from, you know, super early in the morning to super late at night into the dark. And you know, I think they work 12, 14, 16 hours a day. I mean, they're just working like crazy to try to harvest because, like I said, working against the clock. And as he's done it from year to year, he's developed some different uh, skills 
and you know he's able to even drive one of those big combines those just massive you know tractors that kind of like harvest and harvest you know so he's developed some really cool skills but what i've learned as i've talked with him is that it's a small crew with a big harvest and that all of them even though they develop some of these skills that that's not the only thing that he can do even though he's developed that they need him to also do other things they need him to sometimes you know pick up a shovel dig out a hole pick up some rocks sometimes they need to to fix or, or, or mend a fence or sometimes some machinery breaks down they need to they need to fix that what i'm trying to say is that when you have a small crew and a big harvest you need to do whatever it takes like the time is ticking and you get paid i mean could you imagine you know my brother-in-law say oh no 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 i only drive the big machinery because i've kind of developed that technical ability i don't pick up a shovel i don't fix machinery i don't mend fixes i don't mend fences anymore that means that like his uh, uh um actually his his value kind of depletes don't you think because he's only willing to do one thing but i believe that god gives us these these, these skills these experience or experiences of our past these gifts so that we can contribute this something maybe that, that others can't do but he's also given us wants to give us great value where we can be able to contribute in any way possible but it really requires a servant heart and willingness to do whatever we can whatever it takes in that time and i believe that this you know workers of the harvest uh, type of uh, imagery that we're, we're given is really uh, an image, it, it's really translate very well to being workers of the kingdom of God. We're like harvest workers. There's a few of us with a great harvest. We have to be willing to do anything uh, that we can, whatever task they have, whatever needs to be done. We need to come ready and able, because guess what? There's a timetable. There's a timetable, and we have to do whatever we can to get the job done, to be obedient to God. Yes, we all have unique gifts. Yes, we have uh, special gifts that God has given us. And we have to allow those gifts to be used in the right time. Awesome. But in the meantime, we have to be willing to roll up our sleeves to be about the task at hand. So we have to be willing to play our part, whatever it looks like, with a servant heart and serve uh, and do the work of the Lord uh, regularly and constantly. And then number three, we have to put our hope in God. Because guess what? We can do our part. We can do the, the seed planting. We can do the watering. But it's really God who does the work of growing. Uh, remember this script, uh, this uh, prayer that says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven. Uh, and then he said, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know what this means is this is like, you know, we can do our part, but we have to pray and trust God for his will to be done as uh, to, to have uh, to, to, that earth would be as if it is in heaven. We have to pray that God's hand, his work, would be done. So we, we have to not only do the, the work of our with our experiences, our skill sets, that we do what we can, but we also have to trust that God is going to do His work, the, His work, the stuff that we can't do. We have to pray, ask, trust God, knowing that He does the work of growing. We do the work with our hands, but we also have to do the work, the spiritual work, which is prayer, to put our whole hope and trust in God. You know, I remember this movie uh, some time back about these guys that were trying to harvest potatoes in Africa and they were like doing everything that they knew how it was like the, the, the work was the soil was dry it was like things don't grow there and they're doing everything that they knew how but they said we just have to pray and trust that God is going to grow these potatoes and one day the guy he goes out and digs up the dirt and he found these massive potatoes and he just held them in the air and he said praise God thank you God and anyway you can watch that movie I think it's called Faith Like Potatoes or something like that but 
you know, that's the type of work that we need to do. Yeah, we do the best we can with what we have, we do it with our gifts, our talents, our skills, but we have to do it with great hope and trust that God will do the work of, that's underneath the soil, underneath the surface. Because guess what? Results can happen oftentimes different than we intended. Have you ever done something intentional and it really didn't come out the way that you thought, but then some type, there was some type of result that happened over here because of your work and effort? You see, oftentimes results happen because of our work. There's fruit or there's results, a blessing, but it wasn't because of our intention or our goal or our strategy. I guess what I'm saying is that there's been times that I have done things. I've uh, done projects. I, I, I've done some work of hospitality. I, I've done some type of, of ministry, some organizing something. I've spoken here, done this or that. And the actual thing that I did didn't seem to really have much fruit, much result. But then sometime I'll, I'll, I'll get this letter from somebody or I'll hear a testimony of somebody that, that actually was blessed because of the work that I did. And I didn't even meet them. They weren't even part of what I was trying to do. It was kind of like almost second or third hand. It was like I did the work of planting seed and watering and like there was fruit and result that was just over here. And that's sometimes the mystery of the kingdom of God, the work of scattering seed, loving and service and hospitality, whatever we do, sometimes the, the, the growth, it happens somewhere else. It's the mystery. It's the mystery of the kingdom of God. And I don't really uh, fully know how it works, but this scripture actually helps us a little bit. Have you ever heard this one before? It talks about uh, where seed falls on different types of soil. Let me read it for you. Some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Others other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil other seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no grain you know what that means is that we as people don't really know the condition of the soil uh, that, that that we're working with I guess what I mean by that is if we're doing the work of the kingdom of God we can't really see the condition of the soil or see the condition of people's hearts, whether they're ready to receive uh, um, something from us, a, a, a seed, water. Sometimes it uh, doesn't matter what we do because the soil is not prepared or ready for it. Um, it, it, won't, um, it won't cause any fruit. But you know what? I, what I've learned to do is to not really sit back and go, well, I, I'm not going to waste my seed in vain. I'm not going to water my seed in vain because I really believe that the work of the Lord is never in vain. What I've learned to do is to just sow seed anyway, just to water anyway, just do the work of God anyway, and trust that the Lord will do his work. And it may not be where I intended. It may not be in the place that I, I, I had tried to plant, tried to water. It may be somewhere else. And I've learned this, is that the soil is uncertain. The terrain is changing. Isn't that true? But the growth of the kingdom of God is a mystery. So our job is to do the work anyway, to plant seeds, to water anyway. You know what? And to trust that, you know what? It might fall on some seed out there, that there was some soil that was soft over here, or that, the, the, that there was a hardness of soil, but then it, later on it became soft. We just have to trust God that he, he does that uh, transforming work beneath the surface in someone's heart. So our job is really to just continue to roll up our sleeves and do the work. We do God's work the best we know how. We use whatever gift that we have, and we leave the results up to God. And we allow the mystery of the kingdom of God and how he does his work of growth. We leave it up to him. We just 
become baffled by it. We have to leave it to his power, his work, his ability to make things grow. And so I want to encourage you that as we go into this next season, to expect that the grass will be green and the future will be, will be bright. I, I, I just am going to reject anything that tells us that, you know, the grass is brown and the future is bleak. Uh, bleak. And I want to encourage you to take a step with me and to make sure that as we go into this season to refuse to be idle. Don't go into this next season being idle or a, a critic on the, the bleacher seats. Choose to take a step of obedience and be willing to do the work of the Lord. You know, I'm going to refrain from being a, a, a sky is falling type of prophet. Sky is falling at that chicken little. And I'm going to refuse to, to listen to a, the sky is falling type of prophets that are out there. And I, like I said, if Jesus takes us, then Jesus takes us. And I like, you know, if Jesus takes us, I, I'd rather have my hands in the pile doing something to be a blessing to somebody in that, in that time. But we have to choose to be ready to contribute, to plant, to water, to take steps of obedience, to be about the building and the planting, to be a co-worker with God, to be a part of the process of the grass becoming green and the future being bright. So we need to, to be workers of the harvest. We need more workers in the harvest now more than ever. So my question is, is will you join me? Will you join me in being a co-laborer in the harvest in this next season? I know you will. I want to pray for you today. God, I thank you for each person that's here that's listening today. God, I pray that each one of us would have hearts uh, to hear, to be able to listen to what you're saying, how we can contribute to uh, the grass being green and the future being bright. How can we be a part of the kingdom building and, and the planting and, and the watering and the harvesting? God, we want to see your kingdom come. Lord, we want to see your will be done, Lord. So show us what we can do, how we can support one another, how we can work together, and how we can co-labor and co-partner with you in this next season. Yeah, we know the terrain is changing. We know there's rocky soil. There's, there's, there's things out there. But God, you've called us to be sowers, God. You've called us to be waters. And so we're going to choose to be obedient and do that as co-labors with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, everyone. Have a great week.